Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Greetings. Hello. How are you, Ryan? I'm okay. Good. Good. We were adjusting the overhead light and I stared directly into it, so I'm still seeing spots. Are you blinded by the light? I was. Revved up like a deuce. Wrapped up like a douche. Another rubber. Is it douche? Revved up like a deuce. Deuce, but uh, it sounds like douche, doesn't it? It does. It does. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, joining me. Thanks for choosing this podcast to listen to today. There's a lot of podcasts out there, and you chose us today. If you're here for Jared Padalecki, all I say is, if you like the podcast, subscribe. Write a review. Keep listening. I know you just are here for Jared, but... uh, It'd be awesome if you stuck around. Wouldn't that be awesome, Ryan? It would be great. Yeah, because we do some good work here, I think. Yeah. I think we have some solid interviews, and you learn a lot, and we talk about mental health and stuff. And um, Anyway, so thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you want to follow us, um, uh, here's our uh, handles, Ryan. Uh, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's absolutely correct. Uh, also, a few little things I'll let you know. I will be in Illinois the weekend of June 10th with Tom Welling at Metropolis Superman Celebration doing the Smallville Nights on a Friday. <clears throat> we do an improv show. We read scenes with fans. So if you're in Illinois on that weekend. Also, I'll be in Australia. Supernova. Um, I'll be in Australia. I think I think the Supernova is something like the 17th through the 27th. We're in Sydney. Then we're in Perth. Look online. Go to Supernova. Come visit us. Uh, also, May 28th, coming up next weekend, uh, my band, uh, Sunspin. Go to sunspin.com to get tickets. We play two shows, 2 p.m., 6 p.m. We have a special guest. We're going to play songs from the album, and I really appreciate it. Just go to sunspin.com to get tickets, or you can go to stageit.com and type in Sunspin. We look forward to seeing you there. Also, the uh, if you want to get some merch, inside of you online store, we've got Great merch, Smallville script signed, lunchboxes, tumblers, pictures, anything you can imagine. Uh, it's Father's Day coming up, so mm-hmm. you know if you want something there. And also you can get tons of stuff at thesunspin.com if you want band stuff. And you could also cameo me or you could Zoom me, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and that's really about it. Jared Padalecki, I, I love having this guy on the podcast. He's got a great energy. He's so open and forthcoming. And... Um, yeah. What else would you say about this guy besides uh, what you see is what you get with Jared? I think he's uh, he's a real down to earth feller. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, Walker, Texas, not not Texas Ranger. No, just Walker. Just Walker. Just Walker. Just Walker. That's right. That's all you can say. Um, Jared was in a car accident uh, recently, and he's okay, thank God. I'm wishing everybody speedy recovery and all the best. And my thoughts are with you guys. And, uh, you know, he's doing all right. So a lot of stuff. But uh, why don't we just get right into it? Afterwards, we'll talk about, oh, I want to say a real quick hello to all my patrons out there. They support the podcast in extra ways. They give back. If you want to give a, give a, anything to the patron and become a patron, go to patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you. 
Uh, if you join, I'll write you a message uh, thanking you right after. And there's tears and there's cool stuff. And I send merch and all that stuff. Patreon.com slash inside of you. And without further ado, let's get inside of Jared Padalecki. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, dog. What's up, brother? All right, you're in. Uh, you're in Texas. Well, you're always in Texas. I'm uh, these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, last time we chatted, at least on uh, podcast, I was in Vancouver in my little thermo blanket. That's true. My, uh, yeah, so yeah. How far yeah. do you? How how far away from home do you film? Uh, it depends. Uh, our, our studios are kind of at like 51st street and 35, which is about 20 minutes, but we go all over the place. We go to like dripping Springs and, uh, round rock and Bastrop. So within an hour, Holy but I'm home. Yeah. For oh. all the good and bad that, that, uh, entails. Yeah, seriously, because you weren't used to that for so many years where you were so far away from home, you had to move your life. So is it is it is it way easier having your life all there, or is there more distractions, man? It is so much harder. It, it is, is right. You can't so focus. Much harder, dude. If I if I uh, if I got, do you want to start? Are we starting? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If I if I get home or when I got home from Supernatural, if it was like six p.m. and I was tired, I would like have a beer and go to bed. Now, if I get home at six and I'm exhausted, it's like, dad, 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 dad. As a matter of fact, my, uh, my <laughs> daughter, my youngest, uh, uh, it's her fifth birthday today. So happy birthday, Odette. Odette, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, she's at soccer camp. So I have a little window to, to not be, uh, you know, loving all over. But um, yeah, so these Odette. days I, I get home and I'm like, I want to go to bed. And all the kids are like, Dad, come play basketball. Dad, come for a walk. Dad, go to the mailbox with us. Dad, I'm like, uh, I just want to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. I mean, like, uh, but then I, I'll have short days or days off. And then, you know, get to sleep in a little bit and kind of take his school and all that stuff. So You're an executive producer on the show? Uh, yeah. yeah. On Walker. And you're also going to be an executive producer on the, on the prequel. Yeah, so with Walker, that was something that I kind of, I don't want to say I thought of it because, you know, no one does it alone. But that was something that I was literally in my trailer, I think season 14 of Supernatural, uh, so the penultimate season for a vocab word. Um, and I was like, I had read some article about some uh, law enforcement official on the border. It was it was kind of during all the stuff where there there was uh, uh, migration kind of into the states, and people were getting caged. And I read an article by somebody uh, anonymous, like an op-ed, um, and they were talking about like they they ended up in one scenario. They're doing their job. Uh, they're bound by law and by duty but they saw like a three-year-old boy or something and they had a three-year-old boy and they were like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And so they went and, and gave their badge and their gun to the captain 
Uh, it was like, I, you know, I, I may be court-martialed, I may be whatever, lose my pension, but I, I can't put a three-year-old in a cage and take him away from his dad. Um, and it, it really intrigued me. Um, and so then I was like, well, what about, like, I, like I wanted to hear more of the story, you know? Right. Um, and so then Walker was kind of, uh, that was kind of the inception. Um, and then we, we, um, we went to Anna Fricky, who uh, is married to Jeremy Carver, who ran Supernatural for a couple of years. Uh, and I, I knew her uh, as a friend. Um, and I was like, well, is Anna available? I feel like she could do the best job. And she was available and she was with CBS and she is doing the best job. And so it kind of all fell into place. So you were thinking of doing uh, Walker. It was already in motion before Supernatural even ended. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was kind of a funny... Yeah, sure. So, God's honest truth, when I was thinking about Walker, because I, I, I feel like a liar, uh, or I feel like I look like a liar, because I, I said this many times during Supernatural, and I meant it. Like, I want to retire, man. Like, I don't want to be on camera again. I don't want to do fittings and have pictures taken of me. Um, and so I was literally, like, on the way out. And when I started developing Walker, my pitch, unbeknownst to him, but my pitch was that Jensen was going to be Walker. And I was like, well, he's in Texas. Like, uh, he's a good actor. Like, he likes riding horses. Uh, so you didn't really want, have any idea, thoughts that I'm going to do this. Somebody else is going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I, I, I thought I was going to do this as far as, like, I'll be involved in every script, all the casting. Right, uh, right. Uh, the macro and micro storylines, the tropes, this and that. But I didn't want to be on camera. And I don't want to be on camera. Uh, but wait was, a minute, wait a minute. Hang on a second. I'm a little lost. You, you're on the show now and it's season right. two yeah, and you're yeah. the lead, but you yeah. don't, you'd rather not act anymore. You sort of want to retire. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is why it was kind of a funny conversation with CW. I almost was trying to negotiate myself out of a deal. I was like, well, um, you know, cause Mark, uh, who, you know, uh, who's an amazing man. Um, it was like, well, you know, if, if you want to come back uh, into the fold, then uh, like shoot me a holler. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, frankly, I live in Austin. It'd have to be in Austin. He's like, I understand that. And I was like, okay, uh, well, you know, like I, I would need to, to be involved creatively, not just, saying the words that are written on the page, but like directing the storyline. He was like, absolutely. You've done 400 episodes of television. Like, I was like, shit. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I would need like, I would need like a day or two off every episode. He was like, of course, we want you to be with your family. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I can't, I can't negotiate myself out of this deal. <laughs> like, oh right, my God. It. Yeah. So, and I couldn't be more proud of Walker, man. I, I, I'm, I'm so proud of our show. Uh, it's a show for everybody. And, um, uh, so that's kind of how this happened. And now, now I'm in, now I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm all in on Walker. Uh, we have that prequel coming out, which has been a series of like zooms and whatnot, uh, over the last couple of weeks, which has been awesome. Yeah, I just saw our girl, our girl, Catherine McNamara is going to be involved yes. in that. Yes. Do you know her? Yeah, of course. She's been amazing. on the podcast. She's going to come back and talk about it. Uh, amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. She seems lovely. So who's, she's, who's like she a, playing? She's playing your... She's playing number one on the call sheet. She's she, number one on the call sheet playing which character? She is playing the first walker in the state of Texas. Is probably all I can say. Shit. I hope I'm not getting in trouble. Uh, no, I don't think so. That's that's yeah, pretty yeah, badass. Yeah, yeah. She seems awesome, man. I, I don't I don't know her well. I know we've kind of crossed paths. Uh, well, didn't you help make that decision? I'm EP, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, didn't you? You didn't really know her, but you knew of her work. I mean, you didn't meet with her. What happened? It's, it's a weird. It's a weird world right now where we did our we did our background checks. You know what I mean? Like uh, we had dozens of uh, young actresses come in for uh, the role, and um, as it got whittled down, we obviously made phone calls and checked and like, hey, is this person like decent? Are they good? And uh, Catherine has uh, like the best reputation I've ever heard anybody have. It's unbelievable. Background checks on everybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, she's unbelievable. Uh, but she seems like a million bucks, man. I can't wait to get to know her more. And um, I, I think she's awesome. She is. She's beautiful inside out. She, you look at her like, oh my god, she's stunning. But then you're like, you meet her and beautiful you're like, young lady. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's yeah. amazing. So, well, how did it start? I mean, I, you told me how it started, but. Uh, you know, you're thinking of retiring. You've done 400 episodes of television with Supernatural. You're you're not wanting to. Gilmore but, Girls. Don't Gilmore. Don't, don't forget the Gilmore. Jesus, man! Like, give me some credit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I give you too much credit, bro. I give you too much. Credit. <laughs> no, but like, what made you go? Walker's the thing for me right after Supernatural because you probably got a lot of offers and people wanted you for like a lead on other shows. No. Nope. No. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm sure I had auditions available. Um, uh, what I love, uh, loved, uh, and love about Supernatural, it was it, we always felt like we were like the 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 little engine that could kind of thing. Like we were never getting 10 million viewers, you know. But we'd get a million, and then it would go to three million or something, you know. Like people were finding it and going like damn this show is pretty good uh and we were like we know like we're working our ass <laughs> um and so it was more that was more like word of mouth kind of uh uh fandom than sort of like well hey there's a billboard on every street corner in every neighborhood about you know real housewives of this or that or whatever um and so uh with walker it honestly became it, it, for me, at least, and everybody had a different uh, experience with it. But for me, it was sort of like, all right, well, let's let's give it a shot. And it was in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, I mean, the, our first podcast together was, what, August or September of 2020? Probably. We started shooting it like two months later. Um, and a lot of the world wasn't shooting yet. And so my, my initial kind of motivation as far as filming was like, I want my, my fellow Texans and Austinites, Austonians, uh, to be able to pay their mortgage. Like, let's tell a cool story. And Anna Fricky and Seamus Kevin Fahey and their whole uh, gang and cadre wrote an awesome story. And we have awesome action actresses. And I was like, well, let's, let's, let's do it. Like, we'll see what happens. Who knows where the world's going. I don't know if this is Spanish flu or if this is a common cold, but let's just, you know, keep on, trucking on it, for, it, it was almost like you ever see titanic yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay 
take it easy. <laughs> you know, like when the, uh, when the band uh, realized the ship is sinking. And, and they, they keep playing? On. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of that sense uh, set wide uh, on a Walker set. Where it's like, all right, well, we might get a phone call tomorrow saying we're shut down for a week or two weeks. And we did get those phone calls. And we might get a phone call tomorrow that person A or B or C tested positive for COVID. Yeah. And go down for a week. And we did get those phone calls. Um, and so we were sort of just like, all right, well, let's let's just try and still provide entertainment. Let's still tell stories. Let's still try and provide joy however we can. Um, and so we kept trucking along and then ended up doing a, a season television that I, I, I couldn't be more proud of, man. Like, and I, it, and that's weird for me to say, like, I'm my own biggest critic, but I'm so proud of Walker, you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of it. And, and also being intimately involved as an executive producer and seeing all the work that everybody's doing and going like, okay, now we have 42 minutes, uh, of television with 18 minutes commercials, um, and I, I like uh, all the gears are clicking, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside if you're shopping while working eating or even listening to this podcast then you know and love the thrill of the hunt but are you getting the thrill of the best deals rakuten shoppers do they get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I remember the first yeah. the first season. It was just a lot. Like it was overwhelming for you. There was just so much work. Yeah, and dealing yeah, it still out, is. Yeah, yeah, dealing with yeah. your did they did you kind of like cater towards your needs and like to make it so you're fresh. You feel like you're alive on set. You feel like you're enjoying it, so you're not overworked. Did, you, did that kind of get into the conversations? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. They they take great care of me. Uh, our line producer and our on set producer, uh, John Patterson, Steve Robin, they they fight really hard to make sure that, you know, my days are condensed. Like I, I'm not first up and last up and then waiting around my trailer for all day. Yeah. And so logistically, this may be boring, um, but logistically they've made it like they're, they're treating me like a, like a, like a king, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I'm grateful and I want to give that back to them and go like, all right, uh, I will give you everything I have because y'all are already giving me everything you have. Um, it's still a lot. Like I'm still tired. I'm still sort of like, how many pages do you have to memorize a week? Let's say there's 45, 50 pages. How many do you learn? How many are you in? You're yeah. Walker. <laughs> uh, a lot, you know, and, and you know this very well. Like sometimes there's a day of stunts and it's two pages because there is going to be a six hour stunt scene or whatever. Uh, and then some days there's eight pages. Uh, I will say that I'm kind of a funny, uh, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't know, funny. Maybe I should take that back. I'll, I'll take that back. I'll retract that. <laughs> um, I, 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 like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but like when people say like, oh, you're an actor, you must be a great liar. Like for me, I kind of bristle a little bit and I'm like, I'm not lying. Like uh, I, I'm going through some, like I, as an actor, my job is not to lie. It's to tell the truth. It's not my truth, but my job is to tell the truth. Unless my character is lying, you know, right, right, unless right, I'm right. Rascal or something. And my, my job is to be two faced. And, uh, and so I, I do a lot of work, uh, outside of, uh, set, uh, before the world wakes up and after they go to sleep and all this stuff. Uh, so my, my thing is that like, I, I want to almost be indoctrinated to whatever character I'm playing. Like I want to read it over and over again and read it when I'm walking and read it when I'm uh, on the treadmill and read it when I'm in bed and read it when I'm uh, on the couch with the kids watching TV or something wow. until I get to the point where like I'm on set and I'm just telling the truth because I, I know that truth now. It's almost like I, I, I've been indoctrinated to use. Yeah. Word. Um, and so I do a lot of work. I know you do a lot of work and I know, like I just saw this article come up on Twitter today and it was, I guess, in the oh, past, no. but it was, it was that whole Gilmore girls thing where you're out with your buddies yeah. one night and you're partying. And, uh, for some reason, uh, Lauren, uh, from Gilmore Graham, Graham, Graham got yeah. sick. They had to switch scenes around. And so paint that picture exactly what happened because this kind of got your work ethic to where it is now in a way. Right. Yeah. 
literally it was it was sort of like one of these one of these situations where on Gilmore Girls, I think I was number twelve or fifteen or something on the call sheet, depending on uh, whether it was season one or five uh, or anything in between. Um, and I think I was filming like just as an example. And I don't remember the exact details, but I wasn't filming for several more days. Um, and then we all stayed up, and it was pretty. I was going to say, like we were, we were, you know, having a crazy time. It was like me and my my buddies like playing Grand Theft Auto that had just come out, and I had one of those big old. I think like one of the first things I bought on Gumball Girls was one of those giant TVs that weighs as much as a car and takes up a giant amount of space right. for those people who were born before 2000. They used to be giant, and it was like plasma. Yep. And I had PS3 or PS2 or PS1, whatever it was. And we had Grand Theft Auto, and so we'd sit there and play. I had, like, my puppy and this and that. Uh, and so we had stayed up, like, playing games, ordering Papa John's, uh, and probably, like, drinking Coors Light or some redneck stuff. It was, like, a lot of Texans also. Um and so then we went to bed around whatever time. Didn't didn't go nuts. We weren't like drinking booze, like taking whiskey shots or anything. Right. But we're just like drinking beer and staying up late. Um, and then I had a puppy at the time, Sadie, Sadie girl who who passed away. And Coda, who you met last time, uh, he had surgery, so he's not here right now. Otherwise, I'd, I'd bring him in for a cameo. Anyways, oh, nice. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get back around. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so. So, like, went to bed, and I had gone to Home Depot and bought, like, plywood and sod and uh, turf, and I had made this, like, four-by-two. My daddy and I had made this four-by-two, like, little pee place for Sadie to go to the bathroom on my balcony because I lived on the third floor of uh, 4301 Fulton for... I don't live there anymore, uh, but 4301 Fulton. So it was like two blocks up from uh, Casa Vega. Right. Right, yep. Heart, right on the little. Know uh, exactly portal. where that is. Yep. Yeah. And my neighbor. Uh, yeah. Anyways. And you're close uh, to work, by the way. That's relatively 10 minutes away from work. Dude, I was down Riverside or, or Moore Park. Yeah. I was right there. Right there. It was there. 15 minutes in L.A. Um, and so I had left the, the screen door open to the balcony going like, okay, she kind of knew. And there's like some spray that smells like urine, I guess. Uh, but you spray it where you want your dog to pee. So like, if you live in an apartment in New York or LA or San Francisco, then they're like, well, this is like the thing that you can do to make your dog pee here. Cause they smell urine. They want to pee. I guess right. this is kind of disgusting. No, I'm sorry. it's uh, it's educational. Uh, so I, <laughs> so, so I had that stuff and I like sprayed it and I was like, okay, I'll leave this, I'll leave this, uh, door open. And then all of a sudden I'm woken up at like eight in the morning, my buddy Jordan, uh, what's up Jordan, uh, <laughs> who's one of my dear friends stood in my wedding and he's like, Hey man, they need you on set. And I was like, this isn't a funny joke. Like, well, leave me alone. And like turning over the pillow. And he's like, no, no, they like, uh, Spilo called me. Who's my, my manager, Bruce partner. Uh, Dan Spilo. And he's like, no, they, they've been calling. And I was like, what are you talking about? I got my phone, which is probably like a, not even a Motorola razor. It would have been whatever <laughs> the little small phones were. Right. Nokia. Nokia. Probably. Nokia. 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 He says. And I had a bunch of missed calls and voicemails and texts. Right. And I was like, Oh Jesus. 
And so I get up and then I find out the story, but you know, at the time you're 20. And so a cold shower and a cup of coffee, you're like, all right, we run a marathon or what? But it was the worst feeling. It was like the, 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 the classic, like negative school uh, trope or whatever. Right. Where it's just the, and I was like, I, I never want to be there again. You just felt like you're not prepared. You, you, you know, you, you kind of lost. Yeah. You're getting on set. You're yeah. kind of like, you, it just was really uncomfortable for you. It was more than uncomfortable, man. Like it was, it was scarring, frankly, like, like PTSD, not like legit PTSD, but it was like, it stays with me to this day. Like, I, what I, was it? Was it embarrassing? Cause you didn't know your lines or. No, man. Like uh, everybody on set was kind and gracious and. They knew me and I knew I could do a good enough job, I suppose, um, not really being prepared, but I just felt like I was being an asshole. Like I, I felt like I was as nice as everybody was being. I felt like they must hate my guts. Like here I am, some 19 year old kid showing up, probably smell like Coors Light. Um, and they have family. I didn't have family, you know, like, well, I had family, but I didn't have kids or a spouse. Right, or right, right. But I just felt like, man, I like these people's time is valuable. Um, and here I come showing up and you can't explain to a hundred people like, Hey, here's the deal. I didn't know. I thought I was going to work in three days from now. I'm sorry. They don't and care. They, they don't care. Right. You, they probably don't care, but also you don't have the time to go around to every person and say like, listen, this sounds like an excuse. Uh, it's not like it's a legit story. Like I woke up after four hours of sleep to find out I was working today, not four days from now. And right. so I just was mortified and I, I felt like I let, I felt like I let people down and they were all super gracious about it. Like they were all like, Hey, we're all doing different things that we thought we were going to do today. And so I was like, all right. And they were, they were very gracious. Uh, and that was a, a teaching moment for sure. But, uh, but yeah, it informed who I am now. And now like my, my, my uh, <laughs> work ethic. Yeah. I was kind of laughing because I, I wanted to say, um, like it, it doesn't speak to my ability to like, it, it, it's not like if, if I don't do a good job, it's not because I haven't done the work. It's because I don't have the talent. It's kind of humbling. It's like humbling well, self-deprecation right there. If I ever mess up a scene, it's not because I don't know the scene. It's because I don't have the talent. So like, you're not the kind. Yeah. So you're not the kind of actor that can just walk on set, learn lines in the trailer. You're not doing that. I don't know, man. I've never tried. You've never. So you've never. You know Dude, all I your lines, but when you come on set, you know every line of the script. I know everybody else's lines. Uh, but here's here's something I went through in high school. I did well in school. I, uh, you know, my mother's teacher uh, retired. My father's an accountant, and right. uh, like they they were both academic. And um, and I, I sort of like found pride or or found some joy in going like. I didn't read the book. I just read the Cliff's notes and I'm going to get a good uh, grade on the test. And then about a year into that, I was like, I'm just, I'm just like hurting myself. Like I, by, by trying to shortcut my way into uh, getting an A on the test, 
I'm only taking away my own experience from reading this wonderful author's words and experiencing it uh, as they wrote it. And so it was kind of that experience. So it's not that I don't want to, it's not like to prove a point of like, I'm sure I could go on set tomorrow. We're not filming tomorrow. I'm sure I could go on set at Walker and read my scene for the first time and do a decent enough job, but I'm only stealing from me. Like, and I like to, when I'm, when I'm going to set, I like to have a good time. Like I like to go in the scene and go like, I know my words. I know the fundamentals. And if you don't, you're stressing and it's like a, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling for you. But also, but also it's, it's, it's kind of comically, it's, you're only hurting yourself, man, because you're not able to really get into fine little nooks and crannies that you don't find when you're reading it in your uh, couch or in your bed or something. Right. And so I, I realized that I was just kind of like cutting off my own nose to spot my face. Yep. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do all the work so that when I get set, I'm just ready to play and like have a good time and enjoy the people I, You know me. what? I do that too. I, I don't want to go on set and all of a sudden they surprise me with something. I want no yeah. surprises. I want to know that I'm prepared for every scene that they want to shoot in that script. Yeah. And that's hard, yeah. but, but you're the lead role. So that's a lot of time that you're taking to learn these scripts. And then you get another script the next week. Do you right. have someone who's running lines with you? Does your wife help you or do you just do it on your own? I'm a, I'm a loner, man. I mean, like if I wasn't an actor, I, I like I always say I'd, I'd want to be like a wildlife photographer <laughs> in Africa. I'm not kidding. Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big like I'm in my house right now. Like I, I don't go out. I love. I, I don't like people, but I love good people. If that makes any sense. And so I don't want to be around the masses. Like I was never the guy who knew what the hot club was in L.A. and all that. And not that there's anything wrong with those people by any means. I just, that's not the way I'm wired. Right. Uh, I'm wired to kind of like be alone and beat myself up a little bit. And that's probably not great, but I'm just wired to go like, okay, I want to do the best I can. Like I'm not, what's funny is that like, I'm, I'm a competitive person, but not with you, not with anybody else. I'm competitive with myself. So I compare myself to other versions of myself. If you, if, if I do my best and you do your best and you win, chess or basketball or whatever then i'm like cool i did my best but if if i feel like i haven't done my best then i i dwell on it man it's not good but now i'm dealing with it can you watch yourself do you watch yourself and can you appreciate it or are you one that's just like uh too critical i didn't watch supernatural uh when it was on like I, I wouldn't watch the live airing unless it was like jensen and i were on set and we'd go to his trailer and watch it and live tweet or something uh with walker i do because of my capacity as ep right so i have to give notes and like hey let's let's draw this fight scene out or hey i think we have a cut and so but it's it's when i watch it it's very mathematical it's very sort of like it's critical uh not necessarily uh negatively critical but it's more like okay we need this cut to be this can we think about act four ending the scene prior because it cuts the flow so it becomes very it's it's very mathematical which is kind of the way i think like i don't think i'm an artist i think i'm a craftsman you know um because i think of things in a certain structure right um and so I, I do watch Walker and I, and I watch it with my kids, you know, like if, if they're, 
uh, home and awake than a friend's house, then we'll, we'll sit down and watch it on Thursdays, which is great because on Supernatural, you know, which I love the mark, um, but I'm like cutting somebody's head off or getting my head cut <laughs> off or something. So right, right. It wasn't something you want to show the kids at like 8.30 p.m. And then they're like, okay, go to bed. <laughs> it would have felt a little warm. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. Jensen always came on set and pretty much learned the lines there, right, in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, we have kind of opposite... Work ethics. No, 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 no. He, he works hard as fuck. Well, yeah, I'm not saying he didn't work hard, but, like, to say that you just dissect everything and just really do all the work at yeah, home. Yeah, I, I would say, I would say, I would say he and I have kind of polar opposite methods. Because mm-hmm. his work ethic is legendary. Like he, he works as hard as somebody can work on something. He just does it in a different way, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so he, he would say, and you don't, you know, like I, I have to take his word for it. Like we lived together for a while, but yeah, he, he likes to get there and it be fresh. And I've worked with, and I'm sure you have as well. I've worked with some people who are, who are full method and don't leave character for the entirety of the shoot what's the line from uh robert downey jr and trouble thunder he's like i don't leave character until the junket is done or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's such a good movie uh anyways um but he and it's a it's a it's a it's a trial and error process and i guess for him he found out through his hundreds of episodes of television as well that the way he feels like he's giving his best is to keep it fresh and yeah, yeah. you know good on like that that's it's like i you ever hear like don't yuck my yum you ever hear that i've heard of it yeah, yeah. it's like i'm you do things the way you do and that works for you i do things the way i do that works for right. me i'm not gonna yuck your yum you right know? yeah I, I hope you don't yuck my yum like i like frankly i wish i had more jensen in me uh, because I'm setting my alarm at 4.30 a.m., you know, get out of bed with my beautiful, stunning wife to go get on my treadmill and, and read, and I wish I could find a, a better way to go about it. I know but a lot of fans would probably like to yuck your yum. <laughs> <laughs> Did I go too far? No. I th- <laughs> Maybe I'll have to cut that. I don't think so. I'm going not- to grab some kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a growler of beer. This is... Kombucha. And this is not like a paid advertisement. Does it, it just, taste good? No. Sure. It's just really healthy. Mm. You know, I heard some like maybe a podcast about kombucha and microbiome and how kombucha is good for you. And so I bought some and it was absolutely disgusting. But I, I powered through it. Right. And now I kind of like it. Like it, yeah. Really? What is it what does it do for you? Cause you're you're kind of a health nut, right? I'm a. I try to be, dude. I'm gonna be forty in July. Like, dude, I'm gonna be I'm, fifty in July. Get out of here! Wait, yeah. Seven Eleven. No way! You're yeah. Okay, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seven nineteen. Uh, so I'll be forty. You'll be forty. I'll be fifty. Ten what are years. We do? Matching tattoos? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Let's I got to do, do something for my 50th. I, although I feel like doing nothing, I'm just like, oh, my God. Saying you're 50 is just that's the hardest part. When you don't feel 50, it's just yeah. like saying I am 50 years old. It's it's impossible to fathom. It's like I want to say I'm 38. I'm 41. 
but Dude, to say you're 50. an inspiration. If you look like this at 50, <laughs> then I got to get back. I'm going to go. Do you mind if I'm doing push-ups? While yeah, do some push-ups. I didn't shower today either. I look much I better after the week, shower. So Have you not? Done. Hey, you you said something also that was on Twitter. I just I just look, if I didn't look at this, I wouldn't have found all these little gems. <laughs> but you said that Supernatural almost didn't hire you or cast you because you felt like they thought you were too stupid. <laughs> no, not I felt, dude. I was with the uh, Ackles. Talk to me the other day. So this is really funny. So I'm sure you kind of remember these days, but for those who are listening, in the early 2000s, if you were auditioning, if you were if you looked like Michael Rosenbaum or Jared Padalecki, oh, yeah. it was very like, they wanted you to be like broody, you know, like brooding, like, like sort of like, ugh, like, Oh, I'm thoughtful. I'm pensive. Um, <laughs> and so Kripke and dude, uh, uh, Kripke was in town for South by Southwest for the boys. And so he and I and Ackles were uh, hanging out, gosh, a couple days ago. Um, but I was teasing him about it. And so I went in, and I was on Gilmore Girls, and I was doing the whole brooding, like, I'm James Dean. Because that's what worked back in the day when you were auditioning. And uh, the, the, the critique or response came back to my manager, Spilo, who I had talked about earlier. Uh, and it was like, well, uh, Kripke's looking for an intellect, like a David Duchovny type. And so, <laughs> <laughs> which, which wasn't directly saying, like, well, we think Jared's stupid. Uh, but so my manager had to call and go like, hey, listen, he missed one question in math from the SATs. He's a National Merit Scholar. He's a debate champion. Like, he's just, okay, give him that note and let him come back. Wait here. a minute, wait a minute. You were you, Your SATs were that high? They were all right, yeah. I, mean, I, I missed one question in math. So you got like, what, a 13, 1400 on your SATs? Yeah, 1490, I think. Are you freaking kidding me? But I only took it when I was a sophomore. But I you're a genius. I'm not, I'm not a genius, man. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I mean, that's, that's incredibly or, bright. I don't well, think I got half that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Talk about. I don't well, want to sit here. I know that my my fans get upset when I call myself not you know call myself stupid or whatever. But I'm not saying I'm amazing. stupid. I'm just like I was never great with tests. Man, I see. That's that's the thing is that I I did well in tests. The smartest most interesting, intriguing people I know by and large didn't do well in tests because their brain just goes from a different angle. And so like, I, I feel like this is me beating myself up or something. Uh, but I, I, I would rather be around an interesting person who has questions about the world than somebody who got a 1600. Okay, good, good. Then we can hang out then. That's good. But but, t- but tell me tell, tell me about this. Tell I asked me. you what we're gonna do for our fiftieth and fortieth, and you avoided it. No, I would, dude. I would love. To, I would love to celebrate with you. I'd love to go up those spiral staircase right there. I'd like to spend the night there at the Padalecki homestead. Dude, come over. No. I would love it if I'm ever in Austin or anything. I'm I'm crashing there. I'm visiting Done. you. Done. No doubt about it. So wait a minute. So your agent says to you, Dan. Is that his name, Dan? Yeah, manager. Manager. And he says, hey, so he wants to tell you to go in and, and do it again? Yeah, and I, I watched I watched the – and I had like a – did you ever have like a holding deal with Warner Brothers back when it was Warner Brothers TV? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It wasn't for much money, but yeah. Where, uh, back in the early 2000s, I don't know if this is the same situation now, and I'm trying to, in my head, make sure I'm not breaking any rules – but they would they would like somebody like uh, Jared or uh, Michael, and they go like, "Hey, we want him to be on this show, 
but we want the right to have him uh, at our disposal for our next series of pilots for whatever they might do. Right. And so they give you a check and you have like a pre-negotiated uh, episodic pay for the next year. And so that's where I was and where Ackles was because he was on Smallville, I was on Gilmore Girls. And, uh, and so they kind of go like, all right, well, we want, after this year, Gilmore Girls, we want Jared to beat about this show called Supernatural. Um, and so I went in and met, and I was wearing a beanie, big surprise, and like a hoodie and probably like flip-flops or something. <laughs> yeah. And back in 2005, the game was like, if you can go in and pretend you're James Dean, then you're going to get the role. You know, it's sort of like, all right, well, I'm going to go in. I'm going to squint. The, do you know the labored inhale? Jensen and I are, are masters of this. Would you like to see it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> the labored inhale. The it just, labored it just inhale. gave that whole, your whole face changed. The whole face changed. There it is. There it is. Well, if you watch any TV show that existed in the early 2000s, you'll see a lot of labored inhales. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of the move, you know? Because it right. was like, well, I'm auditioning. I haven't even been given the script. Uh, I'm reading some lines. Like, I should be doing something. I'm going to do this and act brooding and all that. Um, and so... And that didn't I work. In. Oh, was that? That didn't work. It didn't work. No, no, I, I think I think uh, David Nutter liked me, who directed the pilot and the first episode of Wendigo, he's producer. Uh, McGee, Peter Johnson. Uh, but I think Kripke was like, well, he just seems like he's using tricks. And I was using tricks, so he was right. Uh, he was correct. Uh, but then, so Spilo calls, he's like, hey, they, I don't think they, like, got really a good sense of you, um, so why don't you go back in and, uh, be more smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I went in like talk literature and stuff. I was like, all right, like Shakespeare, uh, Theodore Seuss, uh, like, what do you want to talk about? And they're like, oh, okay, this guy does know how to So read. you literally had a conversation and just to show them that you're not some schmuck. Well, I went in and dude, like I, I, I have anxiety anyways. I know, yeah. Uh, and so going into auditions when it's going to possibly change your life, you just get so nervous that you can barely string together a sentence. And that's been funny about the Walker prequel is watching people's auditions and trying to figure out, like, who is seeming slightly off because they're possibly nervous and who just doesn't have it. By, like, you know? finding out who's capable, who can handle this. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a crapshoot, right? You're like yeah. it's like betting on a cryptocurrency or something, right? So, right, well, right. I think this seems like the one that's gonna stand. Yeah, um, this one I don't think, and so it's it's so difficult from a two minute audition tape to kind of uh, try and judge or grasp the 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 wherewithal of a human being to be able to to do a TV show for how many years? Right, man. So they thought you were not that bright. You had to go in there. You had to sell yourself. And you I don't of... think they, I think, and I'll, I'll say this to Kripke I'll, I'll this because I, I said it to him the other day. I think it was Kripke. It was like, mm, we want somebody smart, like a company. <laughs> they, yet they didn't know that you had an SAT score of like 1490. Holy shit. That's brilliant. I don't know if it's brilliant, man. It's just testing. 
I think that's pretty brilliant that you could do it. You know, we always talk about mental health and like, you know, anxiety yeah. and depression, all these things. How yeah. are how are you dealing with all that stuff right now? I mean, are you are you exercising like crazy? What are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in maintenance right now. I went out to see a doctor in Costa Mesa, uh, in November named Dr. Daniel Amen, and he did some brain scans and it was pretty humbling, man. Like I, so my wife and I, Genevieve and I went out and did brain scans and my brain has like 60% of the oxygen going to it that it should. Yeah. I just so, took a deep breath of uh, uh, inhaled it oxygen. Was, I, I broke down in tears. I was like, what? Uh, but then he kind of said something pretty magical. He's a psychiatrist. Uh, he said something pretty magical uh, where he's like, well, dude, if you're, if you're, he didn't say dude. He's too smart. <laughs> I'd say dude. You could say uh, dude. Maybe he said dude. I don't know. Right. But he basically said, like, if you're doing everything you're doing right now at 60% of oxygen to your brain, then once we get you all squared away, uh, you know, sky's the limit. And so I've been doing hyperbaric. Uh, Does that really work? Be honest with me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you're doing a hyperbaric chamber. You do that. How often have you done that? I've done it every day this week. You have one at your house? Yes. You have a hyperbaric chamber at your house. How much does one cost? It's not cheap. 10,000? A little bit more. And you and the wife use it constantly. I use it. She has something in her genomics that makes it less than ideal. Uh, we have a doctor here in town as well, a uh, physician, and uh, like she's a like you know twenty three and me. Yep, yep, thing? yep. Well, this is like three hundred and fifty and me. Like, and so she goes through like APOE three and this and that and what you're more than likely going to do. And so for Jen, for whatever reason, and by the way, Jen's brain was beautiful, like brilliant, like blood going everywhere. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. She's perfect. <laughs> uh, mine looked like Swiss cheese, man. Like, uh, my, it scared you. I, I broke me down in tears. Like, really? Oh, Did yeah. the doctor immediately say, Hey, 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 this is not, you're not dying or anything. This is just yeah. something that we can correct. Yeah. He's a psychiatrist. And so he was like, okay, here's where we are now. And here's what we can possibly do to make it better. And so for me, you know, I'm, I'm a, a fortunate dude, uh, been working hard and saved money in this and that. And I, I was able to afford uh, to have one of those machines in my house. Um, but for me, it came down to like, well, if I can live with my uh, faculties for a couple of years longer, be on my kids, then like, I, I'd rather have that than more money in the bank when I die. Like, yeah. It's, and I, I hope that doesn't sound callous. Like I, I, I realized there are a lot of people all over the world who are not in the same situation, but you know, in, in the current situation I find myself in, I was able to kind of justify it. Do your kids want to get in the hyperbaric chamber? They're like, dad, let me go in there. My sons have, my daughter hasn't, but you, you can't do it as high power they have, you have to be able to pressurize your ears and stuff and so my sons have gone give them a coloring book and what does go. it do what does it do just prov provides more oxygen to the brain yeah, yeah yeah basically uh to everything you know to your to your epidermis um so it it it, it ups the level of oxygen from kind of like one psa or psi rather uh pound per square inch to like 4.2 mine does 
Um, and so the idea is it, it, it floods. It's almost like having a, uh, like you see those like oxygen bars and stuff where you put yep. a mask on. You have one? No, it was my dog. I just went out. I think the, so there's something called like your telomeres and that's, that's an indicator of your biological age. And I think an institute in Israel did a study uh, where they would take you or me and test our telomeres. And then they'd put you on uh, a protocol of like 60 hyperbaric sessions in 90 days and me not. And yours would go down like 10 to 20 years. So biologically, you're younger. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not a physician. But you don't, but you don't really feel any different yet so far. I don't know. I don't know. There's too many variables. I'm working my ass off, you know, we're, we're developing the prequel and I'm working hard on Walker. I have three kids and I'm pushing 40. So you'll I, tell me in a year next year, when we talk again, you'll yeah. let me know how you feel. All right. But you're going to consistently <laughs> we'll do, do this. Yeah. You're yeah. going to consistently, you're going to give this all you got. You're going to give it a chance. You're going to see how it works because people, some people swear by it. Yeah. And also for me, um, again, I keep put, I keep like bumping on, I'm turning 40 in a couple months but my uh, genevieve was like hey like what do you do you you want me to play on your 40th birthday or do you want something like what do you want like i want to make this special and she was like what what do you want for your birthday and my answer was honestly a nap like i'll take a nap you know (laughs) she's like jared stop it seriously seriously jared yeah i know and i was like no honest god like if i could take a nap on my birthday, then I'm square, man. Do you not uh, take naps during the day? Do you not take naps on Walker? I'm napping right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a zombie. I do, dude. I, I I can nap standing up. I'm I'm just pretty tired these days. Uh, but that having been said, uh, if I'm here and I'm gonna nap for half an hour, an hour, I can nap in the hyperbaric, you know, right. and ideally, hopefully, be around uh, for my kids for longer, you know. Yeah. I read somewhere, I know this is a weird thing to bring up, but, you know, we talk about mental health, you know, on the podcast. You talk about this. I know you're an advocate. You're very open. You've helped many, many people. But I know today is supposedly the birthday of your old stand-in, Matt, who had passed away from suicide years ago. But today, coincidentally, is his birthday that we're recording this. and. Is there something that you want to say in, in response to just like, you know, someone who we lost too, you know, too young and someone who we didn't yeah. know, we weren't aware of, of the problems that were going on? And is there any insight you can give to that? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if it's inside as much as opinion or maybe this is anecdotal, but you got to be open, man. Like Matt Riley, uh, rest in peace, uh, was the best dude. And I know you met him because he mm-hmm. had done Tom yeah. here and there. Yep. Uh, I was with Jason. Um, and it was just the smilingest guy who was going through a lot of stuff. And I think, and I've learned this being married. Um, like my wife can't read my mind. I can't re- read her mind. And so if you got something going on, just be open, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I went through some tough times. Um and I thought, like, well, if I just push down further, it'll go away. And it, it didn't, you know. Uh, it is now, you know, like, but it got to a boiling point. 
but yeah, I've had a few friends uh, who are no longer around uh, due to suicide. Um, and it's tough because it's never the person who's, well, at least in my experience, limited. Um, it never is the person who's walking around going like, man, I'm so bummed. I'm so bummed. It's always the person who's like, hey, man, how are you? And the next day you you get a text or a phone call going like, hey, they're not here anymore. You're like, so usually what? the signs are tough because there's are no signs a lot of times. Yeah. I think a lot of people who are going through really difficult times have been to places in their head where they don't want somebody else to go to that same place. And so they just hide it. Right. You know? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's why I mean we always have an open, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like just somebody says, How you feeling with my friends? How are you feeling? Be honest. If something's going on, let's talk yeah. about it. You know, it's trying yeah. to keep an open dialogue. And some people are private yeah. and some people don't want to share. And I think that the stigma, you know, with mental health and talking about your problems and all these things, I think that's starting to go away. I think people are starting to open up more. I think there's more therapy. It's on, it's think, on the right trajectory. It's on the right trajectory, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, do you uh, you still have the Winchester car? What's the, the uh... It's in my garage, yeah. Do you drive it ever? It has a has a uh, a leak right now in one of the gaskets. <laughs> uh, Damn I it! Do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it fixed up. Um, yeah, Jensen has one. I have one. How much do you think that car is worth if you were to sell it? What are you offering? Could uh, you sell it for? Could you sell it for fifty, a hundred grand? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell it. It's one of those. You wouldn't sell where, it. It's just like a. It's a part of you. You're not gonna sell this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, uh, so we had like number one, number two, number three. And number one had a 502 uh, big block in it um, from GM. Uh, and that went to Jensen. But number two, ironically, we used more because it was quieter. So we wouldn't get noise complaints. And so ah. that's sitting right there in my garage. So you got the quiet. What's it called? What's the car called? The baby. Is it what's called baby? Oh, six, seven, follow, we call it baby. Yeah. Is that what you called it on the show? Yeah. Who came up with that or was it written? I, it was written. I don't know who came up with it. Probably Kripke. My guess. Right. I don't know. Did, uh, I know Jared came and directed an episode of Walking. Yeah, Ackles. Yeah, Jensen, yeah. Ackles did. Do you, do you like when he directs? Do you, do you feel kind of comforted? Do you like him on set uh, on another, a total different production, but there with you? Does it feel like, hey, like my partner yeah. in crimes with me. Yeah. And what's funny is he was going to direct last year and then he's doing the boys up in Toronto. Um, and so he directed this year and I had, I wasn't in every scene. And so I had like two days off of a uh, principal production photography. Right. And we scheduled them for the first two days and on purpose because I wanted my Walker crew and cast to know like, hey, Jensen's not here because he's my friend. He's here because he's a savvy and talented director. Like, this is your director. This isn't like, hey, Jared's buddy is coming along to direct an episode. Like, no, ma'am, no, sir. Um, and so he did the first two days of, of filming without me on set. And then I showed up on day three, which I believe was his birthday, March 1st, um, and was able to kind of tell the crew um, you know, uh, we talked about this earlier, but when I was basically talking to Pedowitz uh, at CW and going like, well, I, I'm not unwilling to work again. It would have to be in Austin. He was like, 
cool, tell me more. I was like, well, I would need to be involved. Like, cool, tell me more. That wouldn't have existed without uh, the work that Ackles and I did on Supernatural. And I think um, this is going to sound really weird, and I've thought about this, but I don't think there's anybody on the planet that believes in Jensen to the degree I believe in Jensen. Wow. Um, and I, I have no doubt that his, his wife and kids and family and friends know that he walks on water. The difference is that I've seen him walk on water. You know what I mean? Like day in, day out for 15 and a half years, I've seen him with a cold. Um, I've seen him get bad news about his grandma and go back to set. I've seen him get bad news about, oh, a pipe burst at our house and kind of shake it off and go back to set. So I love the guy dearly, uh, always will. And I, you know, it's one thing to know, like somebody you like is a hero. It's another one to, it's another thing to, to see them and why they're a hero, you know? So uh, having him on set and we, what's funny on, on Walker, a lot of, a lot of our crew say that like crew members, friends of theirs from other shows will call them and be like, Hey, how's Disneyland? You know, <laughs> we have a great set, man. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, we're all a part of it, but as the EP and the lead, I, I help set the tone, you know, I have a heavy hand, I guess, in setting the tone. Um, and I, I, I had the chance to tell everybody with Ackles there, like, Hey, this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the blood, sweat, and tears of this guy for 15 and a half years as well. Um, and for them to kind of honor him as well, because they hadn't had the chance to meet him yet. You know, in COVID, is yeah, weird. he would have come yeah. by many times. It's but, amazing. You know, you know what's more amazing? You know what's more amazing is that you work for 15 years, and sometimes you feel like uh, the last person I want to see is the person I've been working with every fucking day. And then for you to get your own show, an EP, and say, I want Jensen to direct an episode. Sure. Is that just speaks more volumes than, you know, I'm sure he was very touched and, you know. Yeah, and he's a phenomenal director, man. He's a phenomenal actor, director, everything. Like, the, the, the guy can do whatever he wants uh and and do it with with ease and you know yeah, yeah. any uh any new fights or you've kind of the fist of cuffs you've kind of laid off that for a bit buddy i uh, yeah i'm taking a break you're taking yeah, a break I'm from the- <laughs> yeah, a, little, a little a little fight sabbatical uh, i i i don't want to go back to jail so um <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding that uh <laughs> oh man oh boy uh you- this is what? You 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 given it a shot yet? No, no fights for me. Uh, you know, I try to keep calm. You know, smart, keep calm. Smart. You know, I'm not as big well, as you where, either. I'm not as strong as you. Where were you two years ago? I could have used this uh, uh, tidbit of advice. Yeah, right. You don't need to fight. That's all you want to do is you want to hear people preach to you. Yeah. You made a mistake. It happened. Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Uh, this yeah. is called Shit Talking with Jared Padalecki. These are rapid What's fire. That? You can a- answer them the way you want if you want to take a beat. Betsy D. Uh, this is from my patrons. These are up. Uh, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Join Patreon. Uh, help the podcast. Give back. We love you. And I'll message you right after. Here we go. Betsy D. I love Walker. How was it with Jensen? We already, you already talked about this. How was it directing an episode of Walker? Any other tricks or pranks played by either of you? Uh, so Betsy D, 
Uh, it was awesome uh, being able to show off my buddy, uh, my, my partner in crime, my brother of many years and many years to come. Um, we, we had a bunch of pranks planned. Some had to get kind of shelved uh, due to like COVID restrictions and stuff like that. Uh, but we, we had different uh, director chairback names for him every single day. So the first day he showed up, it was Dean Winchester. Second day it was soldier boy from the boys. And then it was like red hood. And, uh, we had a few, it was like Daniel's husband. Uh, did you just put it with tape, tape and a marker on there? No, no, it, it, our, our chair backs here, they, they're Velcro. And so we just, we printed a bunch out. Um, that's amazing. How did he feel about that? Did he love it? He was laughing, man. Uh, he, he appreciated it. I that's think. good. Little Lisa, what's your favorite thing about doing conventions? You know, my favorite thing these days, it, it changed, it, it's changed a lot uh, over the years. My favorite thing is catching up with people I've known for a long time and some brand new people about something that I'm really passionate about. It's like, you know, you walk into a restaurant and you find out someone's a, a fan of your favorite football team or uh, band. You see somebody with a Pearl Jam shirt and you're like, oh, I love Pearl Jam. And they're like, oh, I went to them in Kansas City in, you know, 2006. You're like, I was there too, you know? And so right. it's, 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 it's connection. It's, it's connection. It's a connection. It feels like catching up with old friends. And I found as I, as I age, um, have more experiences uh, all over the place that it's, it's those small connections between people that really excite me. And so I think, what excites me the most about conventions is the opportunity to a uh, see a lot of the fandom, uh, some new, some longstanding, um, and b see people that I've worked with. You yeah. know, and we talk about like the scene we shot in 2008 in Vancouver. We're getting pissed on with rain and lightning and thunder, and you know, catch up with Samantha Smith or Felicia Day or Kim Rhodes or whatever, and you're going like you remember that scene where we had the fake blood and it's freezing and you're like, yeah. So it, it feels like a, it, it, everyone feels like a reunion. I love it. Emily asked, would you go back if they did another Gilmore girl show like uh, Netflix did a few years ago? Yes. You yeah. would do it. I would. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fun. I look different. I, I have to like dye my hair. Look at this. You see, are you getting a few grays there? That's what I'm getting. See, I got those grays too. Weird. You know, there yeah. was this app last night I was looking at, Jared, and it showed you with blonde hair, not you, the proverbial you, like yourself, me. Wait, what time last night were you looking at? It? I don't know. I was looking looking at my, this app, and it showed me with blonde hair, and I was like. What, what were you wearing? I was naked, except, you know, I was in my bed by myself. But I saw myself with blonde hair, and it kind of, not to say it turned me on, but I thought maybe I should get my hair uh, lightened. Is that kind of Is that kind of sad? No, it's it's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we we all go through our uh, own trials and tribulations. Dude, I was in the I was in the we have a we have a, a hot tub outside in the backyard, and uh, my daughter who turned five today again. A dad. Uh, this is a couple days ago. A dad, right? A dad. Odette, yeah. Odette, yeah. So we're there and we're playing around, and she likes to do this thing. She goes like, "Make a bridge," and that means like stick my legs across so she can either swim under it or crawl over it, and then she's like, "Okay." Uh, and she wanted to give me a hug. And I was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing. And she just wanted to like kind of sit in my lap and give me a hug. We're in the pool, a hot tub. Um, and then she starts like, she does this thing every now and again where she'll like scratch my beard. Um, 
and she's scratching my beard. I'm like, this is the most amazing thing of all time. Like, I'm here with my daughter. It's just she and me. Um, and she goes, Daddy? I was like, yeah, baby girl. And she goes, Daddy, you have a black beard, but it's always white right here. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> kids will say the darndest things. I'll tell you the truth. Talk about truth. That's what oh, kids yeah, do, yeah. man. Uh, zero filter. Zero filter. Maya P., what advice would you give your younger self? My, my IP? My, my, your younger what, self, which advice, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, oh, that's a great question. Uh, this is going to sound a little bizarre because not everybody is, is fortunate to have this experience, but live life as if life is long. And that sounds weird. Because a lot of people say, like, life is short, do it up. Uh, but then you have kids and you have a spouse and or not, or you have jobs or you have bills, and you go like, okay, well, maybe this is this is life. Like, let me, let me enjoy it. If you I, I think sometimes, you know, when I was when I was in my teens and twenties, I kind of did the life is short, like do it up. Um, and then in hindsight now, I'm realizing that my favorite experiences are when I lived life like life is long. Like let every let relationships grow, let uh, yourself grow. Um, and don't and be so hard on yourself. Is is one thing I don't heard. be so hard on yourself. Jeez, yeah, man, yeah. I'm so hard on myself. That's the worst. It's like give yeah, yourself a freaking break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know that's 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 the way I'm wired. I, I don't want to let people down. Yeah, man. You know, and you've got a lot to like. You get you don't want your wife down, your kids down, your crew down, your friend. Like you've got a lot going on, so it's it's easy to go there, and you you got to try not to go there. David yeah. H. David H. says both of you guys keep talking about how the book isn't closed on supernatural. How unclosed is it? Uh, David H. Uh, <laughs> the book is not closed on supernatural. I mean, obviously, there's a prequel coming out, um, but beyond that, as far as Jared playing Sam and Jensen playing Dean. Uh, you know, if, if a new book is released, then I think I would be excited to try and help tell that story. Did you and uh, Jensen settle? Did the dust settle with the whole thing when he uh, announced that the uh, Supernatural prequel and then you tweeted and all that stuff? Did you guys have a talk and have a laugh about it? We had, we had, we had a laugh and a cry, man. Uh, really? I mean, yeah. We, I mean, you know, we're, we're two grown ass men with, with <laughs> spouses and kids and mortgages and, uh, car payments and this and that. Um, and so we, we did link up, uh, or sync up or whatever and talk on the phone. And I've seen him many times since. Obviously, he just directed. We were just in uh, some city together. Denver? Um, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Denver, uh, Dallas. Yeah, I've seen him many times. Right. Uh, we, we were together uh, in Austin um, three or four days ago. Uh, I love the guy, man. Like, And he loves me back. I have no doubt. And I think he and I would both rather things had gone down a different way. They didn't, but that it's not productive to, to say like right. who's to blame or what happened. It's productive to go like, I mean, I, I feel part of me feels like 
you know, if, if you are in a relationship with somebody, friend, family, whatever, and you haven't gone through hardship, then you don't really know. It, it's, it's once you go through a hardship of some sort and then your instinct goes to like, I want to make this right or I want to say goodbye to this. Uh, and he and I both figured the former, like, hey, I want to make this right. Like, you know, and that's, yeah. this is going to sound like, hey, everybody out there, like, go get in a fight with people you love. And that's not what I'm saying. But too strong uh, of a friendship to let something like this kind of get get you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Things, I mean, goddamn, like, uh, can you name anybody you 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 love and have spent this much time with as an adult, uh, as a sovereign adult human being that you haven't kind of been like, dude, like, I wish this was different. Yeah. I, go, dude, I, yeah. I wish that was different. So I've said the wrong absolutely. things. I've acted diff- the, the wrong way. This is this, yeah. this thing called yeah. life. Again, it comes yeah. back to not being hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, the people yeah. you love most. Yeah. So. We're straight, man. I mean, I, I, I want to be really clear because I know, you know, you always see like Twitter <laughs> trolls and stuff. Of course, like, man. All that. So I want to be abundantly clear, man. Like nobody believes in Jensen more than I do. You, you um, said that, baby. You said that, and I. I yeah, it's yeah, touching. Yeah. It's touching. I think he'll, you know, him hearing that he knows how you feel about him. He knows. Yeah, he, he knows. Yeah. Uh, so what's next? Besides, is next just tomorrow? Is t- next just you just take it day by day? Is it the kids? The it's the family. It's the wife. It's the show. It's the prequel. You got enough on your plate. Is there anything else that's going on that you're uh, you're uh, thinking about? A badass nap. Like right now? <laughs> oh yeah! Once we hang up, I'm gonna tell you I love you. And, and uh, do you, do you and nap? Tomorrow. Do you nap naked or with boxers or with a t-shirt and boxers? Do you keep your socks on? What is it? You know what, man? I'm mysterious, so I nap however you think I nap. I'm gonna say you nap in your underwear, dude. I, here's okay. I'll, I'm gonna answer honestly. <laughs> I I I nap. Uh, in I nap in like Under Armour, like sweats, kind of not really sweats, but they're like the Tom Brady, uh, whatever. Like, right? it says, like, hey, this helps circulation. I don't think it does, but they're cozy. Uh, I, I always run hot, and so I don't, uh, I don't like sweats, sweats, but like I sleep, I don't sleep naked, I don't nap naked. Like, I like being, I'm like a, like a, proverbial cancer like i want my shell and so i want to like i'll nap in a beanie and a long sleeve shirt and socks and you like and being it, toasty but i believe me the room is like 62 degrees or something. <laughs> but i like uh jen is always like why are you wearing so many clothes and uh, uh i'm like i'm cozy you know and also part of me being a dad and having three kids in the house Part of me is always like, well, what if I have to like wake up and chase off an intruder? You don't want to be naked. Yeah. Well, I don't not want to be naked, but I'm just sort of like. Maybe that would really help chase him off if you were naked. Maybe. Well, like what does Ronnie Carrington say? (laughs) Like if he's ever, uh, if someone's ever going to start a fight with him, he just drops his drawers. Like no one wants to fight the naked guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. Dude, this is always a damn treat. It's always a damn treat talking to you. I know you're busy as shit. I appreciate you taking the time. I love you. I can't wait to see you. Um, yeah. I wish you all the success in the world. Let me know how the hyper chamber, hyper, hyperbaric, yeah. hyperbaric chamber works. 
I will. Yeah. See, they will. Right. They will. I love you, buddy, and I wish you all love the best. Again. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. <laughs> all right, man. All right, homie. Ciao. Yeah, I always love talking to him. I feel he's one of those uh, guests that I feel like I could ask him anything, and I don't feel weird about asking him because he'll either say, he'll tell me or he won't. But I don't feel awkward doing that. You know, that's how I feel about him. That's good. And a lot of people love this guy. I mean, I I love this guy, but he's got such a huge following, and uh, it's always nice to see the numbers shoot up and then fall <laughs> back down after. <laughs> the next week's episode but uh you know uh again thank you guys for listening thank you guys for um being so supportive and choosing the podcast inside of you as your podcast for the week along with i'm sure you have others but uh uh yeah it's it's nice um right now a reminder may 28th two shows my band sunspin 2 p.m 6 p.m check it out a lot of cons if you want to listen to the intro of this whole thing you could hear uh a bunch of other stuff how about that you can just rewind and listen to the beginning and you can hear about the inside of you online store and a bunch of other stuff but right now we're going to go to our top tier patrons thank you jared padalecki for joining us um i appreciate you buddy and uh, these are the top tier patrons these are the folks that give extra and uh i love you and thank you for supporting the podcast go to patreon.com slash inside of you um, to become a patron of mine, a patron of the, uh, yeah, a patron of mine. I'm going to write a song called The Patron of Mine. What do you think? Will it sound like Angel of Mine? Angel of Mine. What's that called? <sighs> God. I want to say Brandy or Monica, but I could be wrong. Someone figure it out for me. In my room. I don't know. Here are the top tier pa- uh, patrons. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little... Lisa, you, Kiko, Jill, E, Brian, H, Nico, P, Robert, C, I, M, B, yes, B, <laughs> Jason W, Kristen K, Raj, C, Joshua, D, CJ, P, Jennifer, N, Stacy, L, Jamal, F, Janelle, B, Kimberly, E, Mike, E, L, Dan, Super, <laughs> Remo, ninety nine, more, R, Mira, Santiago, M. M. N. You F- said M. I just, yeah, that's what I said. I think you said M. M. Chad. <laughs> w. Leanne. P. Maya. P. Maddie. S. Belinda. N. Chris. H. Dave. H. Wow, you're doing really well today. <laughs> Sheila. G. Brad. D. Ray. H. T- Tabitha. T. Tom. N. Liliana. A. Yes. Talia. M. Yes. Betsy. R. No. D. D is correct. Chad. Uh, is it Chad? Is it Chad? D. Mm, Chad L. Chad L. Rochelle. Marion. Marion. Meg. Mm -hmm. K. That's right. Trav L. Mm -hmm. Dan N. Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, correct, Corey R, K, Super, Sam, Dev, Nexon, Michelle, K, A, A, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Gav, Nader, David, um, Boreanis, C, C, David C, John B, Brandy D, uh, Vor. Camille, Camille, 
N. S. S. The. C. Correct. Joey. Uh, Fatone. M. Willie F. David H. Omar I. Design OTG. Eugene N. Mm-hmm. Eugene and Lil. Lee. Leanne. Yeah. Leah. 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 Mm-hmm. Chris P. Nikki G. Corey. Nicole. Patricia. Heather L. Jake B. Uh, James B. Bobbitt. Joshua B, Tony G, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, John B, Caroline R, Rob E, Paul C, Christine S, Sarah S, Eric H, Spring, Jennifer R, Shane R, Emma R, Mark M, Jeremy, Jeremy V. That is the, those are the top tier patrons. Those are the folks that give extra. They give the most. Those are the, the givers. And uh, thank you for all the support and the love on inside of you and uh thanks for for being here again thank you for uh choosing the podcast i really appreciate it um many great episodes coming up i hope you stick with it and revisit us and if you like jared padalecki the least you could do is since you liked it at least stick around for another episode that's all i ask i mean is that asking too effing much is that so so effing much is it so effing much god but from myself michael rosenbaum and me Ryan Tejas. <laughs> Here in the Hollywood <laughs> Hills of California. Uh, give a little wave to the camera. We thank you for listening. We love you. Be good to yourself. That's the most important thing. Be good to yourself. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. And uh, a real joy. I just went to a uh, Comic-Con uh, in St. Louis, and it was great. And the people there were awesome. And so many people really love the podcast. And it's nice to see people coming up t- talking about the podcast. So nice. thank you. We'll see you next week. Um, on Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.